the Spot Track Podcast, talking sports contracts, the salary cap, and business of sports. Now, welcome to the SpotTrack.com podcast. I'm Kevin Sylvester, along with Mike Gennetti, the founder of SpotTrack.com. Paul is not with us. He's on a, on a basketball trip. UB Bulls. Yeah, big big week. Your alma mater. Big I mean, week. Just doing a fantastic. But why, why do they play the same time, the men and women? That is poor planning, NCAA. Well, I think I think there's been some bad planning with the NCAA women's situation. Have you seen this? No. Did you not hear the story? No. Well, hold, hold, yeah, get hold, in there. Hold the story for a second because we want to uh, mention that this podcast, a Spot Track podcast, is presented by Morgan Stanley Global Sports and Entertainment, empowering professional athletes and entertainers with the knowledge they need to make informed decisions about their finances and wealth. Stuff we talk about all the time on this podcast. Learn more by visiting morganstanley.com slash G-S-E, Morgan Stanley Smith Barney, LLC, member SIPC. By the way, shout out to Mandel Crawley. Um, I got to meet him last year at the Players' Championship. He's there again this year. Uh, I work for PGA Tour Radio, and great to see Mandel again. Great guy, and they support that event uh, tremendously. So, you were saying. While you were at that event. While I was at that event, (laughs) yes. The women's bracket was leaked. Like six hours early, Ooh. by an ESPN, like uh, was it Adnan Verk? <laughs> no. Well, come on, it's known you know he was leaking was? stuff, they were right? Doing like, they were doing like a demo run, and, oh, okay. and accidentally published, and and it just uh, got out. Okay. And you've had all these watch parties, right? All these launch these these colleges at seven p.m. had all these these parties all over the country, and oh, the brackets leaked. were released at like three p.m. So they had to cancel everything. Oh. <laughs> and and. Oh. <laughs> U- UConn's a two seed, so it was it was prime TV. It was going to be they had the big gotcha moment, right? Right. And yeah, and it got to Twitter at three p.m. Oh, that sucks. So, yeah, they've had they've had a bad week. <laughs> yeah. Well, all right. Um, anyhow, uh, UB, we wish the Bulls uh, yeah. luck here in our hometown of Buffalo. Uh, Paul, who's normally with us, is with them, and um, boy, he's going to miss out on such great conversation. Robert Rayola is going to join us. Uh, in a little bit, uh, the sports tax man. Looking forward to talking. Oh, the I always love talking to him. Contract. Yes, Woo. I want to find out how much money in taxes uh, Mike Trout's going to be paying. We'll uh, we will talk about that in a minute. Okay, but yeah. NFL free agency, obligatory NFL part, right? Oh my gosh, though mm-hmm. it's been uh, the first couple days were great, but we've had some big contracts um, that have been signed, and let's start with the Jets. Yeah, right. So, so, I, so, so, we really want to take this sort of like instead of going number by number and going through, you know, the whole list and which team spent what. You can all see that on the website, right? That's all. There. Yeah, that's why you go to yeah, track all that stuff. So, I just which, by to... the way, listen to this podcast for the pr- uh, proper pronunciation. I heard an interview with Mike on a radio <laughs> they called Spotrack. No, it's SpotTrack.com. I've heard it all. We'll take it all. Sporttrack. Okay. Yeah, as long as you go there. That's right. Okay. S P O T R A C. Um. Yeah. So I just wanted to sort of hash. Give give out some awards. Really, free agency awards. Oh. All right, keep it keep it easy. Keep you know it what short. you're going to start here. It's going to become the first annual award show. I like it. We'll, Let's we'll, do it. We'll televise it next year on YouTube. All right, contracts of the year. Contracts best of the agent, year. player friend. No, we're not going there. <laughs> <laughs> player Why? player friendly awards, team friendly awards, and then best of both worlds. That's how we're going to break this. Okay, up. Okay, how right? about player friendly award? Yeah, you mentioned the Jets. Holy cow, C.J. Mosley. All right, I mean. <laughs> We had that little that, that couple hours there where Quan Alexander went to San Francisco and got this huge fifty four million dollar contract that's actually only nineteen million, but I mean coming off of two uh, you know massive leg injuries, 
And when you say actually, kid. people need to know that yeah. is cash, actual cash. So the guaranteed so structure, cash. structure, right? How? Where is the guaranteed money actually in the deal to start the deal? That's what matters to us the most. Everything else is what we call fluff, right? You've heard that a million times on this show. So we, we've done all that work. If you go to the website, all these contracts have potential outlines right in the middle of their contract that shows essentially where the fluff starts, right? Where the, where the guarantees stop and the fluff starts. Uh, that's a really good pl- place to look if you're looking to see you know, the actual value of, a, of an NFL contract right now. For anybody who's ever worked in broadcasting, who's had a broadcasting contract, um, I'll just say ratings bonus, and they'll understand the fluff. All right, anyhow. <laughs> C.J. Mosley, all right? Be, I mean, inside linebackers were being devalued. They, they were starting to become running backs, right? You could plug in three guys. They had... You know, they had different roles. They were being categorized, and the money was dropping. Nobody had surpassed Luke Heakley in years. I mean, he was a top dog for years. C.J. Mosley's now being paid like a third-tier quarterback. I mean, $51 million guaranteed over three years, 43 guaranteed right now. He's, he's going to get three for 51 out of this deal. He's going to be the captain of the Jets' defense. I mean, I get it. He's a solid player. Uh, there's got to be a reason the Ravens didn't pay him, though, right? I mean, the Ravens paid linebackers. Yeah, I, I was surprised. You know, I, 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 well, you mentioned the players. I work with a guy who's a big Ravens fan. Yeah, is from Maryland and is just dumbfounded. They and got upset. that defense. Yeah, really upset about Mosley going. Yeah, I mean, there's got to be a reason. Well, you don't, you don't let a guy like if he's this important, right? If if he's as important as 85 million over five years and to become the instant captain of the Jets, that there had to be a reason he's not the captain of the Ravens anymore, in my opinion. Right? There's got to be a reason. Yeah, I agree. Something's got to be. He's there. a fantastic player. He's, and he to, to lose, lose, um, I think it's fair to say he was the heart and soul of that defense, right? To lose that, and the identity of the Ravens has With always Eric been Eric Weddle. Deep. I mean, they right. had some. Their veterans are gone. Yeah, they brought one in. We'll get to it, but but uh, that that's that, to me that's the only red flag with this contract. Financially, it's phenomenal for Mosley. Like I said, he's going to get fifty-one over three. The guarantees are all there. He's the only player to this to date, the only player in two thousand nineteen free agency to get guaranteed salary in the third year. No quarterback, no wide receiver, no nobody. Not Le'Veon Bell. The inside linebacker. <laughs> gets guaranteed has money. Has guaranteed money in the third year of his contract right now. $8 million. Half of it is fully guaranteed. So that's how strong of a deal the C.J. Mosley contract is. So so, so you said that 43 is guaranteed up front. Yeah, that's, right? that's 19, that's 20, that's the bonus, and that's $8 million of 21. Wow. It's, it's a good deal. It's a great <laughs> it's deal a for deal. him for sure. Yeah, it's yeah. a good deal. Uh, and then we got to bring this guy in. It's not free agency essentially, but it is, right? I mean, he made himself available, right? Antonio Brown, right? Via Instagram, via however you want to say it, he via was, throwing his quarterback under the bus, all those things. On social media, he was traded to two teams twice. He right? was, and then depending on and, when you woke up, right? And then <laughs> ended up with the Raiders. He did, and he got a good contract out of it. He really did. Um, he was he started off with three years, thirty eight million, none of it guaranteed. That's what the Steelers had left with them. All right, they weren't going to touch that. They don't. They don't negotiate contracts until it's at least two years left, mostly one year left. So they, they weren't touching his money. I, I want to be in fair in fairness to Antonio Brown, saying that yeah. you know three years, fifty million, none of it guaranteed. In today's environment, you have to have guaranteed money you have if to. you're a player. So I see Antonio Brown's yeah. beef here, right? I, that's that's why I brought it up. That's why we're here, and that's why he's winning one of these awards because. He understood, his, his agent, Drew Rosenhardt, understood that they get it, right? Like, here's the problem I have with it. He signed the six-year contract. 
You know the Steelers don't guarantee base salaries, so the only guaranteed money is going to be the roster bonus and the signing bonus. But that was and when, three and years ago. Two years ago. So when right. that's gone, you know what you're getting. Why, why would you sign with the Steelers? You know? Or why would you sign a six-year deal with the Steelers? You want to sign a three with the Steelers? That makes sense. Because then you're playing maybe one year without guarantees, right? Or not. But that that's what's got to change. And I've been saying this on the show for a, a year now. That's what's got to change. No more six-year deals for anybody, right? Three-year deals, four-year deals at the most, two-year deals with strong guarantees. But that's what he's done here. That's what Antonio Brown has done with the Raiders. He's 31 years old, so he's not going to go out there and break. He's not going to get you know Beckham Jr. money. He's not going to break the bank that way, even though his agent and a lot of these these media sources will try to tell you this is a 20 million per year deal because they're adding this these three years to the previous three years and making that math work. I'm not doing that. It's three years, 50 million dollars. 30 million of it fully guaranteed right now. He gets two years fully guaranteed. That's all he wanted. That's all he okay, wanted. Sure. He gets two years fully guaranteed. So it's a great deal for him. It's a great deal at his age. He gets a change of scenery. It's it's good. It's just a good deal. So a way to look at it is he signed he's a two year contract, thirty million dollars guaranteed. There's a bonus year. So of right? seventeen and a half million, which is right. no that's not chump change. No, it's not chump change. So, but the way he has to look at it and the way it should yeah. be communicated to him. Uh, by his agent, Drew Rosenhaus, should be this. Look at all right, this is really a two-year deal for $30 million. That's what I said. If they keep, <laughs> if they decide to keep you. If you play your ass off, you're going right. to get $17.5 million you'll out You'll get of it. another yeah. $17.5 million for at, another year. At 34 year. years old. Right. So you'll get a $2.5 million bump <laughs> right. if you perform at the level you believe what you I mean. will perform That's why at. it's on this list. It's a perfect contract. So it's a great contract. It's perfect. For both sides. It's perfect. Because the cap's going to rise, right? You're going to be able to handle that $17.5 million with no trouble. In three years. And here's a motivation for Antonio Brown to really play his arse off, as you mentioned. Yeah. Um, that $17.5 million is going to be in Nevada. That's right. And Robert Zero Rayola tax. was coming out. He said, yeah, right. I mean, he's going he's gonna to make even more money. Yeah, there. It's, it's all good stuff. So uh, that's why. He's, he, he's the player-friendly award nominee number two. Um, let's switch to the team. And we talked about it a little bit, but man, oh man, if you haven't been paying attention to the San Francisco 49ers over the past two years, since this new regime came in, it is some kind of, uh, and they have a ton of cap space. They, they do. They do. Right. But they, they are using it. They were in Antonio some, Brown, weren't they? I would, I think so. I think more OBJ. Yeah, that's right. I think yes. they really, they were in on the Beckham conversation for a while. They were, the, they were the favorites for a while. In fact, um, but he, here's what they're doing. They're, they're taking all this cap space. They've had it last year. They have it th- again this year. And they're rebuilding their whole team. But they are doing it almost as if they're afraid to do it. you know. And it's just the way that they're structuring their contracts. I get it. I think a lot of people maybe understand this. But basically, any deal, any deal, even the quarterback, even Garoppolo, is a one-year deal. Even if it looks like six or four or three or two, all of that guaranteed money is in year one. It's essentially the Steelers structure. The difference being... The rule in San Francisco is we will roll guarantees from there out. So we'll pay you money up front. We'll guarantee your first year. Then if, if you're good to go next April 1st, that's always their date, April 1st, we'll lock in that year. And then we'll do it again after the, after that. All the quarterbacks, even Garoppolo. Garoppolo is not guaranteed until April 1st this year. <laughs> Why is it April 1st and not the start of the league year? 
it's just the way they do it. They want to get March. through free agency, I guess, and see what what they can get. You know, wow. It's just the way. It's just the way they've always done. It. I should find a better answer for that because it's been like this for a long time. So maybe I'll do some research and try to get an answer for that. But that is their date. Could and be that is their team. structure. Well, because the NFL fiscal year starts March second week of March generally. Yeah, yeah. right, thirteenth, fourteenth around, around there. Yeah. yeah, so it gives them a good th- three weeks to sort of maneuver before they have to lock in their guys. Yeah, but that that is that. That's how it works. Like even like uh, go down the list. Quan Alexander, we mentioned four for fifty four. It's really one for fourteen, and then they can decide on it after that. Hmm. Tevin Coleman, the second best running back in the free agent market, two for eight, but only three and a quarter guaranteed. One for three and a quarter. All right. I mean, I mean, you can't beat that. That's a great deal for the team. You can't beat that. That's, yeah. that's a starting inside linebacker, maybe the captain of your defense, the starting running back who's going to complement Jarek McKinnon, who got a one for seven five last year, and is going to roll over now cheap money from here. And then they trade for D Ford, one of the premier pass rushers in the game. Right. Gave up a couple of picks. Can he stay on site? Let's <laughs> not go there. Let me tell you. Well, why do you think he was traded? Five. They, because the Chiefs needed. The Chiefs decided that we are all in an offense, and we should. We'll have a show about that, by the way. Holy cow! They gutted their defense. Justin Houston, D Ford, Eric Berry. There's more. Um, we'll get there. But D Ford signed five years, eighty-five point five million. It's one year, $19.75 million for one of the best pass rushers in football. I can't. If he stayed on side, though, they would have been in the Super Bowl. I'm just going to say that. Does, if they win the Super Bowl, does he leave? Does D. Ford leave? Yeah. Sure. Money talks. Can't do it, right? Can't, well, I can't mean, pay defense anymore, right? It, it, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to pay, well, especially, uh, you know, in the A. Uh, no, it doesn't make sense to pay defense. Okay. Quarterbacks are listen. Coaches are wise to it. They get rid of the football quicker. It's the Tom Brady model, right? Yeah. I mean, like they lost their left tackle again. Like, oh, yeah, why pay him? We don't need to pay him. We they proved you don't need to pay a left tackle in New England. They proved it. Solder yeah. left, right? And yeah. they had another guy, and he goes, "Hey, fine, we'll get another guy in there because we don't need someone to protect Brady because he steps up and gets rid of the football in in one point seven seconds." Last question on the 49ers, especially with D Ford because he's the big name here. Right, like like I just said, and I'm, it's, perhaps it's, I'm being unfair to him, but come on, it's the fourth quarter. You didn't notice you were like <laughs> it was uh, awful. It was awful, right? I mean, it was obvious. And uh, you know, why isn't the yeah, corner telling? I was you? Say, why isn't your somebody's teammates tell him? Somebody's got to tell him. Everybody's got to tell him. In fact, All right. I mean, I get you're trying to get to the quarterback. You make a big play, but I mean, come on, this is a fundamental. It's like, it's like following a guy with one on the sh- on the shot clock, right? <sighs> right. Oh, yeah. Um, or at half court, right? <laughs> Anyhow, here's sorry. the here's the point. I mentioned a little under twenty million in guarantees for D Ford. Well, that's a good contract for wait, one year wait. for a pass rusher. Come on, that's not even that's not even the franchise tag. Why is he signing this deal? And I've I've had dozens of people ask me this on Twitter, and I don't have a good answer. Trey Flowers, speaking of Patriots, goes to the Lions. He gets double this, fully guaranteed. He gets double this. He gets forty million, fully guaranteed. He's not he's not D Ford. He's not even close. He's got like eleven combined sacks over the past two years. D Ford had like ninety seven, right? Yeah. I, I, well, why, why are you signing with the San Francisco 49ers if this is the structure? Well, maybe that's where you wanted to play. Is that the answer? I, well, I, I would think, right? I mean, listen, you have to think other teams were interested. I mean, edge, yeah. you pay quarterbacks, you pay receivers, you pay edge rushers. I guess, right? I mean, obviously he gets traded there, so he didn't have he didn't have much wiggle room there. Right, but he didn't have to sign anything. Didn't have to sign. Correct. Didn't have to sign. Didn't have to sign five years either. Right, because now after this first year, it's going to be all on, all on the on the Niners. Like I said, it's all roll, it's all in their books, 
every April first. Well, you'd want. He's you, got no leverage. You you definitely would want to see how this was presented, right? But after, after five years, eighty five million, right? This is where the the actual cash comes into play. Well, yes, it's if you play the five years, which he's not going to play the full five, no. right? I mean, yeah, it, but he's young. I know, but I'm saying but, he'll play another five years, but he's not going to play. Under, you're, you're predicting he's not going to play under that contract, correct? I'm, pred- I'm asking why he did it in the first place. Or if he plays under that contract, <laughs> three years out, he's going to be like, I'm, I should be getting paid more. Yeah, maybe two, maybe next year when he's looking at April 1st and his salary's not guaranteed yet. Yeah. Well, that- this, this is the one thing. They, this is one thing I think players of his caliber know. But and it, same with Antonio Brown. Someone's going to want me. Someone's going to pay me. You, I think there's going to be a stink made. We're coming off this offseason that had the Cleo Mac situation, right? The guy holds out and then gets traded for a truck. Yes. And then is the defensive player of the year and is making forty. He made forty one million dollars cash last year, right? Aaron Donald backed him up, right? Yeah. Same thing. D. Ford is this version of that. He's the 2019 version of that. It, he let he basically let Trey Flowers go and, and get all the money. Right? That's what happened here by taking this deal. This is one for 19. This is a franchise tag yeah, maybe, with options. Maybe he needed the money up front. Maybe he needed some cash strapped. Look at I get it. He got traded there. You sign the best deal you can sign. I just I hate poking holes in these and seeing what it actually looks like at the end of the day. Well, I'm sure he's listening to it right now at Agent 2. <laughs> I'm not saying don't sign with the 49ers. I'm saying no, somebody's got to if, – if anybody's going to give a stink. Like, even Garoppolo didn't have much leverage. Who the heck was Jimmy Garoppolo That's before correct. he went there, right? That's right. I mean, yes. somebody offers you that, you know, $40 million last year, which is what he made, for a guy who's never played in you're, the NFL, You're essentially. saying yes. You say yes, right? Right. But D. Ford has numbers. He's got a resume. You know, you gotta you gotta put your foot down and say no, no, no. We gotta get more than this done, and he didn't. Anyway, I'm I'm hmm. ranting. Second team friendly award goes to a center. Is anything more boring than that? Hey, I played I played center in high school, man. Matt Paradis. I I think you're what you're. Okay, go ahead and then what? Well, I was going to say I, I I think center is an extremely valuable position oh, we've talked in about the it. NFL. We've talked about it. I mean, you, you, you just mentioned how, They don't make dummy centers. Let's well, just, you just tell me that right how now. how quarterbacks are, are pushing to get rid of the ball quicker. Yeah. That's about interior linemen. Correct. Right? If you're not, you're not even getting there on the edge anymore. It's about the only way you're stopping Tom Brady is if you're coming up the middle. That's right. And that's why there's nobody more important to him than his center. And that's why left, left and right tackles leave every year. Hey, look at the center <laughs> identifies the... Uh, front seven scheme, yeah. uh, what they're showing, what they're in. It's not just the quarterback, but the center communicates to his linemen um, who should block whom. Right, the captain, yep. Yeah, when they're when they're coming in. So you, the smartest you, player, right? Absolutely. You are. Right. If you play center, you are no dummy. Yeah. So Matt Paradis goes from Denver to Carolina, re- replaces the Khalil, right? He's the, he ends the Khalil era Matt in Khalil, Carolina. Yep. Both of them are gone now. Um and financially, it was a good move to do that, by the way. But he gets a he gets a nice deal here for Carolina. It's under thirty million for three years, only ten million guaranteed at signing. So it's a one for ten essentially. Uh, I'm hearing he's got some a foot problem, and that's why Denver was a little bit timid to give him a deal because obviously it's it's a C.J. Mosley situation. Why do you let a guy like this go if he's you know a bona fide sure. starting center? So maybe there's some health issues, but. If not, if if he's locked in for the next three, four, five years as Carolina center, it's going to be a nice start financially for them. Right. So, so this is similar. To, I mean, Mitch Morse signed a deal with Buffalo. Mitch Morse got some money though. Mitch Morse got some got some like a pretty good uh, amount of money. He he actually got about twenty million fully guaranteed at signing. So he doubled 
uh, Paradis is uh, fully guarantees, but he's also three years younger. So Buffalo sees a long so term. Why did the Chiefs let him walk? They have a guy, Austin Ryder, who filled in when Morse got a little banged up and showed he could do the job. So they didn't need to go and spend $40 million on a center when they they had a, a guy under team control for a couple of years still. So made a lot of sense for Buffalo to do it. Made a lot of sense for Kansas City to move on. All right, best of uh, the best of both best of both. Where, where the team won, the player won. I think that's how it's supposed to work, right? Right, fair on both sides. Uh, it's hard to look at any other contract, but Earl Thomas's this year. Guy waited forever. All these safeties got ridiculous money. It was like the year of the safety for the first three, four days there. And then the question became, what you know, what's Earl Thomas going to do? Is he going to break the bank again? He didn't in terms of the average salary, but man, he went to the right team, didn't he? Doesn't this feel perfect, Baltimore Ravens and Earl Thomas? Sure. I know Dallas was in. They they were dead broke. I know the Chiefs were Thomas in. Thomas was a, dead broke. He, he uh, didn't go to camp, right? <laughs> he held out. Held out, yeah. and this was the worst-case scenario because they broke his leg. Broke his leg. After He was phenomenal. He was way. playing great. He held out, didn't have a practice, played eight weeks of just monster football, breaks his leg, flips off his coach on the way <laughs> off in the cart. <laughs> That's I mean, in Dallas, right? Wasn't in, it in yeah, Dallas? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Houston or Dallas, one of the two. Might have been Houston. Could have been Houston. Um, it was in Texas. How yeah. about that? Yeah, because the narrative was he'll be back, right? Correct. Um, well, he's in Baltimore, which is just, I mean, he replaces Eric Weddle. Two, two-time two broken leg, right? Broke his leg twice over the past few years. He gets $32 million fully guaranteed wow. at signing. Two years, $32 million, 16 a year. Well, the doctors obviously believe it's going to heal, right? They don't do this without medical. And they believe it's going to be the deal, and they yeah. sign him. Which, giving him that money... Meant Mosley too, right? Yeah, that's. What they, I mean, they dumped a bunch of defensive players, and they really haven't filled in too many of the spots yet. I assume they're thinking draft, which is smart. We've talked about how it's a defensive heavy draft, so if you want to get cheaper, that's the way to do it. But this is this just makes a heck of a lot of sense for the Baltimore Ravens to to bring in a guy like this, and they're remaking their team at quarterback too. So it, yeah, and this is a nice place to start defensively, right, Earl Thomas? I sure. Mean, I mean, get a quarterback on your defense. He's going to take away all the other issues. Right inside that locker room, he's just—he's just going to be the voice of all those issues. It's just his team now, and I like that because you know Lamar Jackson is probably not ready to have that kind of control. No, I wouldn't think. I wouldn't think. I like the Mark Ingram signing there a lot too for that. Oh, that was a great signing. Nice deal. Good deal. Didn't make our list, but it's a good deal. Um, What about uh, Le'Veon Bell? Got to get him. Do you have this on the list as the best of both worlds? It is, and that might surprise some people. But look, look at the initial. Request from Le'Veon Bell at fifty million guaranteed was never going to happen. We we shot that down in a couple of seconds on this show, and you know it was pretty laughable elsewhere. But at the end of the day, I think what surprises me the most, and I don't know if you've sort of followed this, Kevin, there just weren't a lot of teams in on Le'Veon Bell. There just weren't. Well, and I, even I, if they were in, they weren't making offers. Right? They were sure. they were interested. But I, what, what do you think? Well, I I think teams are a little shy to spend. 14, 15 Any money million. on a running back? Well, 14, 15 million on a running back because yeah. you know you can get a good one for 8 million the, yeah. or less. I mean, Mark Ingram got five. I mean, let's go back to the 49ers, right? Uh, Tevin Coleman. Yeah. Three, three and a half. Three and a half million dollars. <laughs> so yeah. why am I going to spend? That's like, the gap, by the way. Le'Veon gets essentially 14 a year, and the second best running back on the market got three, five this year. Right. That's the gap. So I mean, the Jets are getting a great play. That's why he's on this yes, list. They're getting he, a great play. They need playmakers maybe more than any team in, in the league. And this guy does it all. This guy's going to – he's a three-down back. He's going to come out of the backfield and catch a ton of passes. He does it all for them. So. Do you think if he played last year under the contract, he'd still get this contract? Or do you think he'd have been franchised with the Steelers? Uh, 
That's a really good question. Because a third franchise tag would be ridiculous. They could never do it. But so you can look at yeah, okay, he's getting twenty seven million guaranteed at signing. That's essentially what the third franchise tag would have been. Okay. <laughs> um but, but, but the reason I bring it up is so you sat out a year and you missed out on fourteen five. Fourteen five. That's fourteen five you're never getting back. Guess what he's making this year? Fourteen five? Right on the dot. I know, but he would have <laughs> made but he missed a year of earning fourteen five. I, I, I was actually Making a little bit humor with that, I think it's yes. pretty good trolling by the Jets. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but but even still, I'm just saying you didn't play for a year. You yeah. missed out on yeah, a prime earning year, prime earning year of fourteen and a half million dollars. Never getting, getting that back. back. No, nope. I mean you could argue. Well, he'll play. He'll play another year because of that. Well, we'll see. We'll see if he if he can be uh, uh, Peterson and continue to play and play well at the age. But even he didn't get what did he get four million a year. Peterson, Adrian Peterson, or was it eight million? A year? Not even. Yeah, yeah. it's. That was an eight million dollar contract. It's incentive. It's really incentive based. It's right. going to be way less. So yeah, that's the kind of guy he is. But um, but he's over thirty. So the the, the writing's on the wall for Le'Veon Bell. Look, at, he's twenty seven. They're going to get two years, thirty some million, thirty five million dollars out of this, um, and then their options from there. It's good cash flow. That's why it's on this list. It's good. It's not fifty million, but it is twenty seven now. It's going to be thirty five eventually. Um, so it's just clear he wanted guaranteed money. He wasn't going to get that from the Steelers. Just like Antonio right. Brown. Yeah. You got to guarantee me two years. That's what the franchise tag didn't do, right? Didn't guarantee him two years. All right, a couple other things here on uh, football. What's going on with Josh Rosen? A good thing Paul's not here. To, uh, I can't wait till this happens, I, by the way. I, <laughs> I don't even want to put any rumors out there. I, I, I'm just reading what I'm reading, and obviously Arizona's doing their due diligence with Kyler Murray. Sure. As they should. Right. They're the number one pick. They've got to they've got to sell all the angles, right? They've got to sell them all, and you want to know about this guy. So, I, I get it. They're they're doing their diligence. It's just as they do that, we've got to assess Josh Rosen. You have to, and there's teams that could use him, and not this not this year. That's done. We'll get to that with Bridgewater, but the, but there's teams that need a quarterback. Sure, the Giants, the Patriots, the Chargers, the the Dolphins. There's the Fitz Magic, but uh, yeah, those are all teams who not are a long term solution. They have a two year plan for their current guy and they need they're going to need to backfill it and that's what Josh Rosen can do on a really cheap rookie contract three, you know th- 3 years 6 million just seems like the patriots are ready to pounce on this right they need to do something because tom but you know avocado toast doesn't make you live forever but wouldn't that just be the perfect way for the patriots to, to rebuild right <laughs> probably like we don't even need to go and draft somebody we don't even need to right. go spend a first round pick we're, we're not like other teams we're going to do it this way. Come learn from we're Tom. Gonna, we're, we're going to find the first team to trade their top 10, you know, top 15 quarterback a year later, and we're going to poach that guy and turn him into the next Tom Brady. It just seems like it's, it's, it's annoyingly pay- the, what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Teddy Bridgewater, surprised. Yeah, to, I just wanted return. to bring this up with you. Yeah. Is that surprising to you? Yes, I mean, w- Knowing Miami is rebuilding and they're ripping it down, th- did they not want him? Is he not the guy? He's clearly not the guy. Uh, n- not their guy, no. So he's not, is he not anybody's guy then? Is he done as a starting quarterback? I mean, what if Breeze plays three more years? It's quite possible. I, I, I guess it is. You know, I, I, there, there's obviously doubts about him yeah. or teams would have pounced on him. I mean, why wouldn't Denver uh, look at him, right? Yeah. Instead of a trade. There were a few teams. Jacksonville. There, there were Washington teams, Redskins. For sure. At least right? on a one-year flyer just to yes. see what you got, right? Absolutely. I don't know. It's it's kind of puzzling to me. I agree. So maybe it's it's, it's an injury thing. Maybe it's just maybe, maybe he's kind of spooked, right? Maybe uh, he don't, don't you think that could be possible that he's just he can't play to the capacity that he did before because of this injury? Or or maybe he 
wants to be there behind Drew Brees and feels like that's the feel good story. They've told him like, "Hey, you're going to take this over, stay here, do this, and you'll be rewarded." Sort of the Patrick Mahomes thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe I kind of hope that's what it is. I, you know, I think he's a, I think he's a good talent. Yeah, you, you hope the injury. Like it, Sam Bradford, <sighs> to me, right? I mean, Sam Bradford, all the injuries, right? Clearly not the the player he was projected to be. Not that Bridgewater Bridgewater wasn't the number one overall pick coming out, but. It's a great story. He had some great moments for the Vikings and had that horrific injury. And, you know, even they moved on from him. So, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. Jury's out. It's I don't know what's something, going on Just there. something to watch over the next year. I, I was in Jacksonville when Foles signed. Oh, are they just right. jacked up about uh, let's fin- Nick Let's Foles finish on, on this because uh, the, the point I want to bring up is, I mean, it was impossible to, to evaluate Nick Foles because his, his, his stats are like all sporadic, right? It's like week three and then the Super Bowl. Right for two years, so I, I, you can't really put you know a statistical production evaluation on Nick Foles because for this first like five seasons, he was a dumpster fire. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean. So you're not going to use those stats. No, they're because clearly he, he was pretty good. With Jeremy Macklin then when they were together in Philly, not in Kansas City, but in Philly. Okay. I had him in fantasy. Actually, they were right. great. Not yes. not in Kansas City. Not in Kansas City. That was the window. they were both together Wait, there. That was the window in, in Kansas City where there were like no wide receiver touchdowns for seven years. Remember that? <laughs> yes. Do you remember that? Stat? They're all tight ends. Yes. It's crazy. Yep. Anyway, so Nick Foles now he's a, he gets the, the the chance to be a starter, but he gets he gets eighty eight million. And like fifty million guaranteed in Florida. But here's the thing: we just talked about these quarterback needs, right? Washington, Washington wasn't going to sign him. They've invested a ton in, in Alex Smith, who may never play. Miami clearly is rebuilding through the draft. That's yes. obviously their plan. Yep. So they were out on Foles. Who else was bidding for Nick Foles? Why did Jacksonville have to go this far with Nick Foles' contract? Is my question. It seems like it seems like this is what happened. He walked in the door. His agent walked in the door and said, all right, here's exhibit A, which is Derek Carr's contract, and said, I'm, I'm at least better than him right? because I've, I've won a Super Bowl and I've almost got to the, to the next one, right? So it's, our contract starts right here, and we're not going any lower. He had to buy out some of the uh, time, didn't he? Two million. Well, still. Well, still. Come on. Just, two million. That's a beachfront home, my friend. I, I, can, can I be devil's advocate here and just say I'm not a Nick Foles I'm not a Nick Foles. You're not guy. a believer, uh, and and even to this degree. Well, listen, I I, I know why because you know you could say it's Jeff Hostetler. <sighs> they go they go back. There's been backup quarterbacks who've won Super Bowls with great teams around them. I guess here here's here's my point. I was a big Nick Foles guy when Nick Foles was worth five million a year. Do you understand what I'm sure. saying? Oh right, yeah. The like value when, was when there. Case Keenum was five million a year. I loved Case great. Keenum, but I don't know that they project to twenty five million. I agree with that. You know what I mean? Uh, and and not even as a player, not even from a football standpoint, is that really the best financial move from for, the team standpoint? Or shouldn't you just rebuild? When you're, like, when you're shouldn't you have those guys at five million and then draft somebody and then just be ready to go with the next cheap guy? Well, they believe they're close though. That's but the, Jacksonville can't. They can't. They have no wide receivers. They just gutted their defense in order to be able to afford Nick Foles and to be able to afford to buy out Blake Bortles. But it's all there. It's all there at the quarterback position, (laughs) and they don't have. But Nick Foles is not a guy that can carry a team. Well, he's going to have to. He needs weapons. He's going to have to be uh, to justify. They're going to run Leonard Fournette until he's dead, (laughs) aren't they? (laughs) Um, Probably. That's the offense. Yeah. 
I just I'm skeptical on. I get it. That you're was the right. Only I team think that you're. I him. think you're right to be skeptical because when you talk about that kind of money for a quarterback, you're yeah. saying, okay, I'm going to start. I'm going to pick a quarterback right now to start my team with. He's not even in the. He's not even. Is he in the top ten? Like no. It, like if you're acquiring him at ten million or even if the Josh McCown money, right? Fine. Sure. Because it's then it's a bridge. But this is start. This is legitimate starter money contract for a guy who's eh, maybe. This, this happens all the time. It, this this is, happens all the time. It just smells like an Eli Manning kind um, of thing. Like, oh, but he's been to Super Bowls. I'm going to say... Know, he's, he's been on the field during a Super Bowl. I'll say <laughs> Matt Castle, Matt Flynn, right? This stuff happens sure. all the time, right? It does. I just think we're we're a lot smarter now. Don't you think? Don't be, Aren't people a lot smarter now? Well, uh, come on. We're talking about Tom Coughlin <laughs> runs the football there. This guy's won two Super Bowls. Eli's boy. <laughs> with the Giants, right? That's why everybody's trying to get Eli Manning down there to Jacksonville. Oh. They didn't. They went with this guy. We need, so. to, cu- we need to cut the Giants part out of this. We're going to make it its own show. Okay. We right, will. We'll, we'll go off on the Giants. All right. We're going to talk some baseball coming up, and we're going to do that with our friend, the sports tax man, on the Mike Trout contract, Robert Rayola. Yeah, let's talk about how much damage this is going to do from a tax standpoint. When uh, We're going to bring in Robert here and uh, break down some of these numbers. Yeah, Robert. What, so Mike Trout, uh, just a massive amount of money, um, breaking down the tax numbers in California. They had to pay him over $400 bucks, didn't they, just to make up for what he get elsewhere? It, there was a lot of rumor that if he was on the open market, he could have gotten four or four fifty. I think clearly Anaheim wanted to make a statement and go out there and not have to worry about in you know, the next two years. And if if he would have said he didn't want to say that, they would have two years to try to trade him and try to time that right. So they decided not to do that. Um, the issue is we are not sure where he makes his uh, – he, he's a resident of. If he's a resident of California, as we, as we discussed, the top rate in the state of California is 13.3%. So if you take the 13.3% for California taxes and the 37% federal, he would pay over 50% before you even began to look at the payroll taxes. So in a nutshell, uh, on 200 – sorry, $430 million, the numbers are so large, $430 million, <laughs> he'd probably net 214000 after federal and state taxes, but not after payroll taxes. If you include the payroll taxes, it would be even lower. But it's kind of shocking um, that he would lose that much money in taxes. The other interesting aspect is he is rumored to have a large plot of land in New Jersey and is from very southern New Jersey area. If he was a resident of New Jersey, Governor Murphy just raised the top tax rate from 8.97 to 10.75 if you have income above $5 million, which he clearly will be <laughs> for the next dozen years, well above $5 million. Um, he's also thinking about now raising it above a million to 10.75 instead of where it is now, which is lower rate. So he, even the people from Jersey would find this hard to believe. Jersey's tax is significantly lower than California, but who knows where his resident is? Or the third option is maybe he's a resident of a non-tax state or somewhere else. So, um, but bottom line in California, 430 million bang after taxes, no more than you know he'd probably net about 214 million. Man. <laughs> Oh, that's, it's just oh robbery. All right, let's let's just. <laughs> we, need, no one's seen kind of the structure here because it's really not an official contract. But let's let's assume there's a sizable signing bonus on this one, Robert. What does that do in terms of the taxes? Right. That's a great point because if he gets a signing bonus, and that would be a true indicator to me as to what he might be resident of someplace else. If he gets a large signing bonus, that would mean he would not pay tax if he wasn't a California resident. First of all, let me take a step back. If you receive a signing bonus, wherever you're a resident of, you had to pay tax on that. So if he's not a California resident, it might be a good strategy to get a large signing bonus so he can pull out of California. Even again, the top rate in Jersey is 10.75, so 13.3 is about you know 2.5% or whatever it is. It would be, it'd be a tr- it indicated to me that he indeed was not a California resident. I can't see... 
it, it's it's not like a football player where you're spending you know six days a week, seven days a week on a home game, five days a week on a road game in California. Let's not forget. He's also got Arizona during spring training, so that's 45 days where he's got no time in California. So, and then during the season, the six-month, 187-day season, he's he's got half his time on the road, half at home. Yes, there's some other games against California teams, but um, I don't think he'd have any problem if he wanted to make his home elsewhere. I just don't know if that's Jersey or that's some other, you know, third option. By the way, you can check out all of these uh, tax rates for the states. Uh... Robert has this great uh, calendar at Sports Tax Man. And, of course, uh, Robert from PKF O'Connor Davies. Uh, they do great work. It's a great it's a great map. Uh, if I said yeah, calendar, right? It's yeah, a map. He's got, one for, <laughs> he's got one for all the sports, too, where he breaks down, you know, all the states that, that have a sports team for that particular sport. Um, so NBA, NFL, he does this with all the sports, and it shows you the rates for, you know, where your team sort of lives. It's it's really a nice little reference point to, to look at when you're dealing with these kind of contracts. Uh I had a question about just sort of the, the, the process here, right? Like we, we've had the Machado, the Harper, the Trout. You know, we've had Aaron Rodgers in the past that we've discussed with these deals. Here's my question, because I know you've worked with athletes before. Maybe you're doing that currently now, Robert. Do, do, do the athletes know, understand, care about these numbers? Like do they, do they, do they, are they made privy to this, to this kind of information? Do they care? Well, I think when you approach free agency, there's probably a list of 10 items that come into, into play. You know, let, let's take baseball for now. Do, do you like the climate that you're playing in? Do you like the environment of the team, the culture of the team? Is the team built to win? Um, you know, do you want to just solely sign for the most money? I think if Trout was solely a big, you know, solely about the money, he would have waited till he got on the open market, and the Yankees could have jumped in there. Maybe the Red Sox could have jumped in there. You would think the Dodgers would have been in there, and obviously the Phillies would have been in there for sure. So I don't think he was about that. I don't know if you guys have heard, but I haven't heard anything about having an out in the deal and not having any outs. And you would think that he'd want to stay there his whole career, but you never know. So um, I, some of the players do know about it in the conscious of it, but when you go through the free agency period, you absolutely have to consider the fact that the best gross deal may not be the best net deal. In other words, if he's a, if he's a Florida resident, he's going to pay significantly less tax than in California. And one way to do that is by Michael pointed out about the signing bonus. Yeah. If he, if he is a, indeed a, a Florida resident or a New Jersey resident, if he did get a sign about you, would pay no California tax as long as the right language in the contract, and I assume that it would be. So big money, big dollars, uh, and it's shocking to see how much – and it's the same thing with the lottery, right? We, you know, we talk about the big you know, mega millions or whatever, now approaching a, a, you know, another a, 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 you know, large number. And you know, it's just shocking to see when people get confused about, oh, when you get your check, you're only taking out 24% federal taxes. That's all they take out, but you're still responsible to get up to 37%. So it's not what you make, it's what you keep. And, and in the lottery and in baseball and these big contracts, is a lot of money. The other interesting thing, Mike, I don't know if you saw this, was Jason Stark tweeted out that the combined new deals, the new deals that would be Arenado, Trout, Machado, and, and Harper – the combined new deals were over 1.3 or 1.4 billion. That's more than Tampa Bay has doled out in their history to, in, in contracts. I did see this. Take that in account. Let me repeat that. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. Tampa Bay has been in existence what 15, 20 years, and they haven't paid that much more in sal- to that amount in salary. It's just shocking that these guys have made more than that. That is an astonishing amount. Yeah, of the money. rich are getting richer in that sport for sure. Yeah, you know what I was thinking about though yeah. with, with these. Uh, you know, two and a half percent. It's like doing a government budget. Ah, what's another two and a half percent on top of a couple billion here? Right. right? But if, 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 if you're the player, it's a lot of money. Oh, yeah. oh sure. No, no, no. Believe me, no question about it. But at some point, right? I mean, it's got to. You know, it's like okay. Well, you're going to pay taxes somewhere, 
And if you enjoy playing here and there are mm-hmm. other, you know, in Anaheim near I guess Los that's Angeles, why I asked, right? do, do they care? That's why I asked, do, 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 how much does it, the tax actually bear the weight on the contract decision? Because clearly he wants to be there. By the way, Robert, no opt-outs, full no trade clause. So he, he wants to be there. He wants to be there. Okay. Yeah. So, so I mean, full, so no no trade clause? F- full no trade clause. He has all the power and he's got no opt-outs, which means oh, he does. If, he, if he's going to go, it's because he wants to and it sounds like he doesn't okay, want okay. to. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, right, so then Harper didn't get a no trade clause, correct? Uh, Harper got a no trade clause. He did. Oh, he did get. A he no did. Trade. Yeah. Okay. So it's a similar deal. It's just a lot more money. Okay. <laughs> wow. It is a lot more money. Lot well, more money. I, I thought yeah, it was so, so Harper had his Harper and Boros had their fifteen minutes of fame as the highest paid contract. Seventeen days. <laughs> Seventeen minutes. Yeah. Ne- next up after the contract expires, Aaron Judge, right? I mean, no, Mookie Betts. Well, Mookie, Mookie Betts, Betts. That's right. It's going to be yes. four hundred million dollars in Boston, so we'll have to talk about Robert. With that wow, unbelievable! <laughs> All right, uh, Robert, thanks so much for your time again. We appreciate it, and uh, what a contract for Mike Trout. Beautiful thing, a lot of money. But it's not what you make; it's what you keep, and he, he's losing a lot of money in taxes. And we also don't know, in fairness to him, you know, you would you would think that somewhere being he's been out with the Angels so long now, you would think that he's sort of gotten used to California taxes. But he may well be a New Jersey resident. How often do we see him on Fox on a Sunday afternoon, sitting front row after the Eagles player scores a touchdown? He runs over to the front row, and who does he hand the football to? Mike Trout. Yeah. So I'm sure he's spending a lot of time in New Jersey in the off season. Pennsylvania would be even better. Pennsylvania's tax rate is lower, but. Who knows where he makes his off-season home? And I'm not surprised that he it hasn't gotten out there because Trout's a real private, private, quiet guy. And you know how many people really see him play on the West Coast? If he was on the East Coast, forget it; he'd be blown up even more. Robert, one last question before we let you go here, and it's sort sure. of putting you on the spot. What, what what would you change in terms of sports taxes? We've got the jock tax. We've got a lot of things, and 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 in a lot of ways, the jock tax alleviates some of these percentages, right? Because if you know you're able to play in in areas that don't have the tax ramifications that california does but what what could be changed what could make it a better process for the athletes sure i i think the better process would be to make the salary cap in the sports baseball doesn't have a salary cap but make it on an after-tax basis right now in football if you're the dallas cowboys and you're recruiting randall you know randall cobb or you're recruiting eric berry you're flaunting the fact that texas doesn't have a state income tax so the cowboys the seahawks the dolphins you know tennessee titans the jacksonville jaguars they all have a big advantage over the teams like the bills now, the interesting thing in football, and we saw this a little bit last week, Mike, and you and I talked about this offline, was that a lot of these Raiders deals, you're seeing larger money in year two than in year one because that they all know that in 2019, it's for certain the team's playing in California. In 2020, it looks like they're going to play in Vegas, and I would bet you opening day they're not going to miss that, September of 2020. However, so, so in these contracts, when these guys sign, you're going to want to load up the guaranteed money into year two than in year one. However, you better be careful because what's happening is – you don't know in the OTAs next year, like at this time next year, where will the Raiders be planning OTAs? Will that be in Vegas? Will that be California? Will that be somewhere else? Who knows? So you might have to push the money back to later in the year. But back to your original question, what I would do is in basketball, and I, I approached a team, an NBA team has approached me about this and has talked to the league about it, making the cap on an after-tax basis so it's equal to each team. So it would level the playing field. Level the playing field. That's exactly right. I like it. And I think it could happen in basketball but if you, before other sports. Well, they're, they're ahead of everything, so I yes. agree with you there. Yeah. <laughs> Look at that. Gambling money in, it'll be boom. They'll take care of it. Yeah, they're doing everything right. All right, Robert, thanks again for your time. I appreciate your expertise. Follow Robert at Sports Taxman. Thanks for having me. Always a pleasure. Always great to have Robert's perspective uh, on tax things. Mike, just what's your uh, takeaway on this? I mean, it's a surprise, this trial contract, right? 
It's a surprise. Yeah, I, I was for sure thinking he's going to wait at least one more year and sort of let the trade rumors at least evolve a little bit, especially after Bryce Harper basically perjured himself, you know, you know and right. said, you know, we, you know, ne- next man up, come on over. But uh, look at this is a this is a foot down. This is a foot down stance by the Angels and by him. This basically, and it's in similar vein to the Bryce Harper contract, right? I don't want to deal with this for the next twelve years. I love I love playing here. You know, it sucks we're not winning as much as I I want to be, but. You don't say no to 430, right? Right. Somebody offers you 430 to be a garbage collector, you be a garbage collector for $430 million. You know what I mean? Like, that's just what you do. He's doing what he loves. He's in a place he clearly loves to be and loves to play baseball, and he got a ton of money offered to him. So you just don't say no to that. Um, here's the thing, and, I, and I, I love doing this part of it because it's it's objective, but it also puts some merit to it. There's been a lot of talk about how he's underpaid, right? Like, this deal is gonna this deal is going to be nothing in three years. And of course it is because the luxury tax goes up, salaries go up, you know, baseball's worth 10 billion now, it's going to be worth 20 in 5 years, right? But we actually put some merit to. It. We we love following Fangraphs, great website that that sort of tracks stats and analytics and projections and things like that. They they've got a, a metric that's basically that uses the war stat. And they put a dollar value to it, right? So right now it stands at about 8 million dollars per any per one war. Well, Trout's, Trout's war, cumulative war t- over seven years is like 66, right? And then if we project that out over the next 10, 12 years, so let's say over over 21 to 30. Which Someone is, may not know what war is. Yeah, war is wins above replacement. Good call. Wins above mm-hmm. replacement. It's essentially how much, how valuable is this player to the Angels' ability to win baseball games, right? right. Statistically speaking. So he, his war is historic. It's like Babe Ruth. And Hank Aaron and Mike Trout. That's that's the conversation we're having here with war. Okay, <laughs> it's historic. Um, and if we're if if we adjust for inflation and we start at eight million and we go over the next twelve years, like Fangraphs has done, basically mathematically, he's he'll be worth if he, if he declines and all that stuff, right? He'll be worth around five hundred and seventeen million dollars over the next twelve years. So he's already underpaid. Is what you're saying? So if he oh, so if he gets the three sixty million extension, he's short about yeah one hundred and fifty million dollars. Based on and just based on some quick analytics, that's all it is. If he even if he's above average in five years, he'll be way past this. Right, he'll be closer to six hundred million. So yeah, he's never going to hold up. You know, and, right? And yes. we've talked about it. Unless right. you sign two year deals, correct, and, and continue to reassess your value, you're always going to be underpaid. So this is a foot down. I want. I just want to make my money and play baseball, and the rest can go away. I'm on the West Coast, hiding away from the East Coasters. Right. Right. It's well, all of that. He's, he's happy. He he's doesn't a, give a damn about about this the semantics. That go that goes a long way too, right? I mean, yeah. uh, it kind of a, a, a lower. It tries to keep a low profile, yeah. and he pretty much does. And this would just be keep lingering. And after every, he don't want to be. He's, he wants to play ball. He doesn't want to. He doesn't want to talk about. And this. he's got the trade control, so you know if the wheels fall off in, in Anaheim, and he really wants to go win some baseball games. He'll pick a team and get traded there. So he'll be a Yankee in six years? <laughs> All right. Kidding. All right. Uh, so, <laughs> hope you enjoyed today's edition of the Spot Track Podcast, presented by Morgan Stanley Global Sports and Entertainment, empowering professional athletes and entertainers with the knowledge they need to make informed decisions about their finances and wealth. Mike Trout needs some help. Yeah. Mike Trout. <laughs> Mike Trout needs some help. Give our friends at Morgan Stanley a call or visit morganstanley.com slash GSE. Morgan Stanley Smith Barney LLC member SIPC. For Mike Janetti, I'm Kevin Sylvester. Thanks for listening to the SpotTrack.com podcast. <laughs>